Hi, welcome back to the Golf Guide Podcast, everybody. Woo! It has been a minute, but man, it is a delightful to be back with you here on the digital airwaves. Um, this episode of the Golf Guide Podcast is proudly presented to you by Suave Golf. That's right. Suave Golf is a enterprise uh, uh, of you know that that has been you know become a thing this year. That is actually run by yours truly. And uh, basically, if you're wondering what Suave Golf is, it is simply a community of golfers that love to play exceptional golf together. Um, at Suave Golf, we put together golf vacations that you and your buddies can sign up for. We take all of the planning out of the bucket list golf trip having and playing for you, and we give you a great group of people to come and enjoy time with, with great golf with. Golf, friends, good vibes. That's what Suave Golf is all about. You can check out any future trips that we have on the calendar at suavegolf.com. That is S-U-A-V-E golf.com. We've also got a small little online shop there with some goodies. We've got some brand new uh, Link Soul uh, pocket crewnecks in the store that are wildly comfy. I am wearing one right now. Uh, they are good for laying on the couch. They are good for early morning tea times. They are honestly good for sleeping in the middle of wintertime when it's cold out. I mean, it's uh, it's awesome. Got the nice little suave crest uh, on the left sleeve. They are super slick. And uh, I think uh, you would not be disappointed if somebody purchased one for you uh, for this holiday season. So check it out at suavegolf.com. And this podcast is also presented by none other than Pacific Coast Golf Guide. All right. With that being said, boat is back. So me and Jess are going to uh, just catch up here. It's been a couple months since we got to pod last. Uh, going to touch a little on the Ryder Cup. Big updates regarding Bennett Valley Golf Course in Santa Rosa, plus some other stuff. So without any further delay, let's get to it with another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. <laughs> All right, it is really nice to be back. I I feel like this is like a caveat that I'm saying before every podcast now where I say sorry for the long hiatus. This one may be even longer than any other ones, but uh, nonetheless, it feels really good to be back here with you, partner. Uh, same here, partner. You got, you got some more gray hair going? Uh, <sighs> Dude. <laughs> it has been a while. <laughs> I, you know, I'm in the middle of this... Uh, and sorry, you know, usually I try to wait at least like at least two minutes before I go off on a non-golf related tangent, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to jump in right, right now. Dude, um, weddings with kids, like weddings with babies, not that fun. I mean, don't get me wrong, like not, not fun, but if going to like a wedding where you can really just go and send it and have a good time and see, catch up with your friends, yeah. if that's normally, you know, like a, like a 10 out of 10 on the fun scale. It's not like you go with a you know with a six month old and it's a zero. Yeah. But it's like a firmly capped at like a five and a half. Probably probably rightly so. Yeah. You know. Unless there's you know maybe the wife is like you know what, carte blanche tonight. Carte blanche tonight. I'm, I'm driving. Which which would be great. Yeah. Uh, you, you know I'm I'm in the middle. Uh, so last weekend was wedding uh, weekend number four in a row. Ooh. Uh, for me, got another one this weekend. Uh. Get a week off after that, and then several more for several more weekends in a row after that. And I'm I'm learning something about myself right now that I it's just a little bit of advice that I wanted to share with our many wonderful listeners because mm-hmm. I some of you may already be sage nice enough yeah to, to to already know this, um, but now that I'm learning it, I I, I just want to make sure I can pass my firsthand knowledge along, and that is 
saying no to a wedding invitation is totally okay. And honestly, maybe a lot of times a really nice idea. No offense to any of the people whose weddings I've been to, but no offense, love you guys. Man, whew, I, it would life would be so easy if I just was good at saying no because I I suck ass at saying no. I'm I'm in the same boat. Whew, yeah, man, it is rough. And then. I, uh, you know, went, uh, well, I mean, shit, it's been like two months since we got to pod last, so a lot, yeah. a lot has happened. I, a lot. I went to a wedding in North Carolina about a month or so ago, uh, got strep, gave strep to my wife, got the kids sick, went to another wedding the next weekend with strep, even though I didn't know it yet, wore a mask whole weekend, gave a best man speech with strep, crashed for a full week after that. And, you know, pretty much I've just been recovering for the last month since that moment. Recovery and, mode. Recovery mode, and... Uh, now that I'm finally back to 100, I felt like getting into the studio with you get was the evil. only Absolutely. way to get back some sense of normalcy. Oh, yeah. It feels great. So, all right, tangent over. How the hell are you? First of all, I know there's a lot of stuff that's been going on with you, yeah. you know, since, since we uh, since we got to talk last. I do want to start it in one little, you know, with one little nugget that you fed me last week when uh, I, I guess you got to play a round of golf last Friday with someone... Yeah relatively well-known in the Bay Area community. What, what, what can you share about that with me? Yeah, I got to play with uh, the retired giant, uh, Matt Kane. He's a good buddy of uh, our friend Tommy Harris and uh, played at the uh, Country Club last Friday, and the guy can create some club head speed. <laughs> He's a gentleman and a scholar. Had a, I, great, had a great time. I've heard. So that's interesting. So I didn't know that he came all the way up to uh, the, the Country Club up here in Santa Rosa. That's, that's yeah, fantastic. So I, think he, I think he said he lives near Petaluma, so um, – Hope to play with him a lot more down the road. Real, real fun guy to play with. I, I would imagine so. Really fun guy to just to watch play sports in general. To be around, yeah. Co- <laughs> coordination, <laughs> uh, coordination and God gifted ability is pretty cool to be around. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that's gotta be pretty, pretty awesome. So, I mean, I, I got a pride. I, gotta, I mean, how you know, how he was his, how was his game? How did he play? He's, he's I mean, a six. Um, okay. He didn't. Uh, he didn't have his best ball striking round, mm-hmm. um, but. Composure wise, you couldn't tell if he shot seventy two or eighty two. So um, that's interesting because, yeah. like, for someone who could probably generate as much clubhead speed as he can, would mm-hmm. mean you know he can hit the ball as far as he can. You know, if he's a six, yeah, I'm a six, yeah, I generate next to no clubhead speed, yeah. And so I'm, I'm I'm so curious. Like, is it just one of those things when you have the athletic skill set that he has and you're a six? Is it just a matter of like, man, if he just kind of really ironed out as like, you it doesn't know, have to do like he doesn't have to do anything great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just it's. A really consistent move. We were playing Wolf, and I was captain on 16. And for the listeners, 16 is like a 350-yard dogleg left. Kind of back up the hill part I think it's four. one of my favorite holes out of the country. Yeah. I, I love a, that hole. It's a great, yeah. well-designed hole. and It's just right off the club face. Right off the club face, I was like, I got Kane. <laughs> and he was just short of the greenside bunker and then chipped it to like two feet, tapped it in for birdie. So we won that hole. You make yourself a mighty fine captain yeah. with, uh, with with plays like that. It was such a bold call on my part, uh, but yeah, it was it was great. Super nice guy. Had lunch afterwards. Uh, yeah, just a, a really fun time. You get any good uh, good gyro stories that uh, you know? Didn't, I didn't want to go full fanboy. I guess recently. God, it would have been so hard for me. Yeah, I guess recently um, he was either. I think he might have been at a game or something. And I did see he. They, they showed him on the TV. Within the last couple of weeks, obviously, I, I'd had a game I think for he, sure. I think he got caught. Uh, he was his buddy Ian Kennedy that he played against said something or or motioned to him, and he, and he did a double finger flip off and got caught. And he saw the red light. He's all oh. sick. 
I'm going to get a letter. And sure enough, MLB sent him a letter. Like, we know you're retired. But <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, they were, they were pretty cool about it, though. So he knows oh, he's still – he knows he's still in the limelight. Uh, a couple of members, we went, had, you know, just about everybody in the, in the, uh, in, in the grill there recognized him and pretty cool. No one was like, oh, all, sure. no one was bugging him for pictures or signatures. Um, one of our buddies that I coach with it, uh, I'm, I'm coaching basketball this year as well. Oh, you are? Yeah. Yeah. So we're throwing the old, uh, we're, we're going JV basketball. We're going to be uh, assistant to coach Mike Simonick. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So, Got my whistle. Co- Coach Simonek has got you on the bench. It's pretty cool, yeah. This so is we incredible. Were, this is this is an outstanding development. We were uh, moving out of Dad's, you know, moving uh, everything out of Dad's place because we ended up selling it. And uh-huh. in the garage, I found it's posted on my Instagram. He is holding up my, a keychain with a abs, just an incredibly looking classic whistle. Wilson whistle with the athletic tape around the beak, so you don't chip your tooth. And this is how old this whistle is. Wilson underneath made in England. Amazing. I mean, this is <laughs> so I got my whistle ready to go. <laughs> we are ready to get wow. back. On. We're ready for hoop, pal. God, that yeah. is amazing. So I'm assuming so practices and everything have started for you already or no? Practices start in November. Um, going to be exciting. I mean, that's I've always, you know, I, I played just about every sport growing up. So yeah. I, I think it's going to be really fun to transition into some hoop well i mean as, a, as just, an experienced coach gonna, as, as an experienced coach yourself it'll be nice to kind of spread your wings a little bit and kind of get into another uh, another already, athletic discipline you know just to kind of just to kind of see how how it translates from golf to the to the hardwood etched in stone is i i definitely get to run the loose ball drills yeah <laughs> so i was a big fan of those we're gonna get some skin on the on the gym floor absolutely um, yeah no it's gonna be fun dude Wow. Looking forward to it, yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. Good for Coach Simon yeah. for bringing you in the fold, too. You know, we did, we did yeah. return the favor. Yeah. Um, so, that was, so that was Rick Ramsey. He was, you know, he's like, you know, hey, Jess, hey, Tommy, big fan of you. And he was totally cool about it. Nice, nice to meet you, Matt. But, uh, no, he's a great dude. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Did you get um, – it's so curious. Like, I mean, obviously, I don't want to share any information about him that he wouldn't want out there in the public. But you mentioned that he lives in the North Bay somewhere. I'd, I would love to know where he – like how often, he, like someone like him in this position gets to play golf? So I did ask him how much he played on the road, mm-hmm. uh, and he said, "You're not. As, you, you always hear about Schmoltz and Maddox and those guys yeah. teeing it up." To, he's like, "I didn't get to play that much." He's like, "Seems like we were in the northeast, <laughs> northeast all the time." <laughs> and he's, you know, he's like, "Not as much, but uh, he likes." He says he goes on little spurts as far as much as he plays now. Yeah, he played the day before at Napa Country Club, but he says. He'll go on sports where he plays like once a week and then a couple times, you know, a couple weeks off and then a couple times during. So it's, but he, you can tell he really, really likes the game. Really enjoys the game. Now, oh, I did, I did ask him about, you know, they like the local sports celebrities for the AT&T on that Wednesday pro am. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that's just a blast yeah. seeing, seeing all those guys. Um, he said that's just a ton of fun down there and he's got to be one of the guys that just has a forever invitation down there because when you're when you're when you're a san francisco giants legend like he is and it's you know the local you know big golf tournament like you got that's that's just a come down any old time you want partner yeah i I would assume it's an open invite and he's just he's such a likable guy easy going just just like the optimal playing partner so all right now this is where i have to start asking selfish questions yeah so i might as well put it out there does he seem like the kind of guy that would be – would it be too much for him to say, I don't know, 
go to Bandon Dunes with like you know several dozen <laughs> like golf degenerates for so, you know for like five days. Yeah. I, uh, so Tommy is he's like trying to push him on the PDAG. You know where we get all the all the yeah, yeah. all the ex baseball guys. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll. <laughs> We'll see, but he's he's good. I mean, he's got, he's got two little kids. I mean, yeah, or, or maybe I have more than two actually. I, but. I didn't didn't get into that, but um, yeah, he's just a super cool guy. A couple of other mutual friends uh, that we were actually with Bandon with in Bandon in May. Yeah, um, yeah, and he said he had been up there a couple times. Okay, he's he's a he he likes golf a lot, man. I yeah. I've I, I've heard as much, but it's 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 fun to actually you know talk to somebody that is yeah. actually you know loop you know done a loop with them and actually got to see them in action and get a chance to spend. I mean, that's what's so great about golf is like, I don't know of any other situation where like you could go meet Matt Cain yeah. and actually spend like four hours with the guy. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's, it's so, just I awesome. Mean, it, it felt just like, he's just like one of the, like he's just bringing up one liners from Napoleon dynamite. Like we, like we were, we were, we were not drinking on the golf course. We were adults. We had duties after the round. Yeah. But, um, just the one-liners. He's got a great sense of humor. Really funny guy. Tons of fun. Interesting. Yep. Wow, that's super fun. Yeah. Oh. Happy to report that he's one of the good guys. He is one of the good guys. As yep. a, well, man, that's uh, as as a man who's responsible for some of my happiest and most <sighs> awesome sports memories. Me knowing that the buddy. man, the man behind the myth, is actually really awesome. So cool. Also, just kind of makes those memories even that much. Uh, yep. Makes them that much better. Yep. Very cool. Well, very great, man. Well. Well, that's very cool. That's yeah. uh, that's that's happened very recently. Um, yeah, I mean, shit. I, I was just looking at it. I don't think you and I have recorded a podcast since August. It's just been that much of a shit show. Yeah. In my own personal life, and because unfortunately, our ability to pod together is now solely based on my mental health. Which, yeah. while <laughs> long term is fine, in the short term has been. Uh, I'll just, I'll just, trying. I'll just call Bree once a week. I got to do a wellness check. It's going to be like forty-five like, huh, minutes, Bree. A wellness check is exactly what your boy needs. Like, exactly. Oh man, yeah. That's uh, yeah. Also, another like uh, PSA for all the the new parents out there. When you're sick and your kid gets sick, it doesn't get easier. I bet. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Um, all right. Enough about me. So we got um, great round of golf with Matt Kane. Yeah. Uh, since we talked last, uh, I think there was the Ryder Cup happened. Just a little biannual. I know, I know. You know, it's probably you know among the potting community, it's a top fifty sporting event in the world. Yeah, maybe, maybe it, top it is top fifty yeah. among the pod community. I know it's probably you know not commonplace to talk about a golf event that is you know transpired several weeks in the rearview mirror. But you yeah. know what? Because we haven't got a chance to get together yet, and it was such a kind of an awesome. I mean, the Ryder Cup is always awesome, but it was especially awesome as an American fan this time around. That I, I feel. We'd be like, doing ourselves and the listeners an injustice if we didn't at least touch on this a little bit. I feel like it was kind of similar to like a long overdue volcano erupting. <laughs> Go on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the it's like the the, the 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 new blood was there and they they brought some of their high tech stuff and just like a bunch of C four and <laughs> just and they just blew it up. The you know, the phone call from Tiger put your foot on their throats is is so tiger match play mentality um and the cool thing is is all those young guys like kind of like flock to him you know what i mean yeah like justin thomas is like all those guys are like those guys are really good friends but they totally look up like they don't they they want to not let tiger down you know and now he's so connected to these usa teams i love how he's buying in I love how he's buying in because for so long, better late than never, you know. When he was number one in the world, it was like he couldn't give two shits about it. 
You know what I mean? And his Ryder Cup record is not good. No, and that's not, isn't that you, shocking? Yeah, do you find that to be shocking? Considering that, I mean, his you know his record in say like the you know the match play like the yeah. WGC match play is obviously excellent as it yeah. is in basically every event he's ever played in consistently. Um, I, I always found it very curious. And do you think it's more like, of a motivation we, thing? If like we dove just, back into it, maybe he ran into some buzz saws, which I'm sure he did. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the Phil pairing, uh, using different golf balls, because he used that Nike ball for a long time mm-hmm. before he, you know, switched away from the Pro V1. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, I think even uh, Patty Harrington admitted that yeah, a couple of their pairings were a little off because they kind of almost forgot about matching people up to play the same golf ball sure a little bit of an oversight but um i don't think the golf ball had anything to do with europeans losing um not the americans just absolutely they were ready they wanted it it was intense you could see they they were super motivated Mm -hmm. all these young guys are you know close enough to team competition walker cup whether it be you know or the match plays now in the ncaa Mm -hmm. um these guys they kind of embrace that that style of play and format and you could see it it was evident they really 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 loved playing for captain stricker yes. you could see that yeah. that was the hugs dustin johnson just everyone was just i would say so admirable and just the way they looked up to stricker and he is that him and phil are like those guys that are still playing with these 20 something and 30 somethings right mm-hmm. occasionally you know maybe beating them and so that's probably something that hasn't been there yeah. in past Ryder Cups because they're, they're colleagues, but they also look up to them as, like, big brothers. You know, I'm sure there was, like – and Phil with Bryson, you know, kind of taking him under his wing and just kind of teaching them, you know, the tour life, play your strengths, play your uh, tournament-wise, schedule-wise. When you get good enough to make your own tournament, you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about, you know, getting into fields you don't need to be in. Yeah. Um, I, and, you know, Freddie and, uh, you know, Davis, and it's just it's, – it's really cool. Zach Johnson – you know, I know Zach Johnson has really brought a couple of those guys under his wing. You know, Spieth with his first one being the John Deere and Zach Johnson being Mr. Him and Stricker both literally owning the John Deere. Yeah. Um, so that's – it's it, it's a real cool – and you can, and even on the flip side of it, I don't like seeing grown men cry, but Roy McIlroy, uh, Will Weiss texted me like an hour after Rory's Vegas win mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. Which that golf course looked amazing, by the way. Yes, it does. And he goes, did I just become a Rory fan in the last <laughs> month? And I'm like, hashtag me too, brother. Like, me too. Um, he's really, he's got me team Rory, man. That emotion, just talking about the brotherhood with all his teammates and yeah. playing for Padraig. And this means the world to those guys, dude. They're starting to realize that all of them are set for life financially and probably their children and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. But playing for your country, they're they're finally starting to realize is a huge thing. Absolutely. It's a huge thing. Like the way Rory was talking about representing GB and I in Europe, <laughs> dude, it almost brought me to tears. It, it's funny, man. I, I he, you know, he cusses on camera. Yeah. No recourse. No 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 editing. You don't think it was let the, it go. You don't think you got one of those caner letters? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think anyone has the balls to write Rory a letter like that because he is literally doing it. That right there kind of like broader level of realness. It's Those guys can look like robots yeah, all the time, so much of the time, right? 
just robots. Their practice routines, just the way they walk. I, I think that's been a, a huge problem their with professional golf the last yeah. decade, too, is that it just seems like, you know, the the professional tour that our parents and, yeah. you know, and our grandparents watched growing up was just filled with amazing characters, yeah. right? Where, it, like, you you would never... You would never confuse Jack Nicholas and Lee Trevino, yeah. right? These are like you know, I mean, they're just they're, they're, they're unique. Yeah, they're just also unique. Where you do get the sense nowadays that the guys in the professional tour are more Scripted. similar, yeah. and there's you know, there's just you know, even their golf swings look more similar to this point because they've all yeah. been training on trackmans for who knows how long. And yep. for Rory to come out and give an emotional interview like that, raw, um, it's crazy, man. Like not only. It's a breath of fresh air. Not only was it a breath of fresh air, but it was so awesome to see someone be completely hurt by losing. Because that's the other thing is like you know nowadays a lot in a lot of professional sports when you lose, I mean maybe like after a playoff game you see guys in the dugout just like hanging their heads a little bit and you yeah. know obviously being sad. But a lot of times in big games now you don't even really see professional athletes truly crushed if they lose a big game. They're kind of like, well, still got a paycheck, you know and. You know, and you know, Still from a mental health perspective, it's probably not a terrible thing that they don't get completely. But for Rory to react that way yep. and have and give that interview, it, it's just it, it was so. It was nice of him. Great to, to nice see of him, him to vulnerable. Let us in. Let, yeah, he, he let us in, and that was to be that gracious while also hurt in defeat was such a cool combination that you just on, never on really get stage, from athletes. Yeah, it's it's the the bravado window was taken down for a little bit that was yeah. that was pretty cool yeah really cool very much so yep. i <laughs> do you think that rory will ever care that much about a golf tournament that's not the Ryder cup augusta maybe yeah i mean yeah <laughs> probably, I mean, probably about the, that's the only one left he has to win for the grand slam <laughs> yeah so. I, no i guess it's a good point and um you know it's uh i didn't necessarily think the you know the european team played awful throughout no, the Ryder cup just, the the, the 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 entire three days they were literally just tipping their bill, I mean it that was great golf. Yeah, the American team came out and they put their foot on the gas pedal. I mean, and they just they the singles day I think they want to go fast. Kepka was like eight or nine under. Like there were multiple guys that were like eight or nine under, and <laughs> uh, Scotty Scheffler taking down the giant mm-hmm. again. That guy's not scared. No. Hopefully Scott Scheffler is not scared. Hopefully that guy's on the team for many years to come. Yes. Uh, yeah, a little giant killer. That was awesome. That was really spectacular. I, I do want to take, you know, this opportunity to have like kind of a a 30,000-foot conversation about the Ryder Cup in yep. one aspect that I'd be very curious to get your, your two cents on. And watching the Ryder Cup, I think part of what makes the event so special is not just how much the, you know, the golfers are into it compared to what they are on a normal – you know, PGA Tour tournament, European Tour tournament. Even, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a step up from a major. Yeah, you know, in eyes, terms yeah. of in terms of the atmosphere, intensity. the buy in and intensity from both the players and the fans. Mm-hmm. And given the way the Ryder Cup shake you know shaked out the last few tournaments with the USA winning the last few on their home turf, yeah, Europe winning the last few on their home turf, and just given like the crowds at these Ryder yeah. Cups, is it fair to say that the Ryder Cup is the single biggest home field advantage in all of sports right now i think so um you know if it's you know on paper that was the best american like their average world ranking was like nine or something mm-hmm. i don't know it's 12, it's is that like good is so your, is your average on the top 10 good 
it's going to take a team. It's going to take a lopsided matchup like that for an away team to win. Yeah, because it is just such a home field advantage for sure. Course wise, fan wise, setup wise. Yeah. Um, so it's you know added practice rounds, the trips they take, but yeah, it, it's uh, I think it's it probably is because it, it's so funny because I mean they're obviously comfortable. They're all flying comfortably wherever they go, but I. I've I've heard this discussion take place on Bill Simmons' podcast several yeah. times over the years, and I, and I think he makes a good point. Where now that you know every professional team is flying first class, you know, chartered first class, they're staying in, you know, five, four four five star hotels. Yep, they're comfortable, right? You get on the road, and it's like, yeah, you're in front of opposing fans, but you're pretty much just as comfortable and in your routine and have all the things you would have at home. Yep. And over the years, you've seen win loss totals for teams, you know, their home road splits get more and more and more even to the point where yes the home team fans are obviously you know rooting there but the actual end result is very very close i mean there's still a slight edge you know where you do have a little bit of an advantage being at home but it seems like over the years across all the american professional sports that it's really become less and less of a factor and there's no way you can watch the Ryder cup especially the one that just took place at whistling straits and think unless the european team comes out and has, you know, a dozen guys playing at the absolute apex of their abilities. Yeah. There's just no fucking way. Yeah. And was, There's no way this crowd will allow these guys to get enough momentum to actually come and make this into a thing. And I don't remember feeling that way for a sporting event in a really long time. I, you know, I, I think now the Americans have realized how important it is to engage the home crowd. You had Furyk out there. You had all these guys leading chants on the first tee. You, S, A. So I Justin think, Thomas needs to be on the first tee crushing beers in every major championship if he, he wants to get the, get the people going. And if you, if you need a cheerleader, like Berger, I guarantee Berger's like, he's the guy that rallies the troops. Is like, that true? What, oh, I, dude, yeah. What's it? D, D, uh, I don't see D, a lot of emotion from Dan. So DB I, I, straight vibing. Like, the guy's, <laughs> he's a vibe, dude. He's got his boat out there in Miami just like... <laughs> throwing back beers on the you know just like in the gulf like I, it's just it's dude it's come on yeah not in the gulf but you know the atlantic i just he's he, maybe he, he takes, takes me it as, down to the keys dude yeah he strikes me as the guy that's just like come on like getting the guys up you know he he's a and he you know he played obviously with super competitive in tennis too um so he you know he's a team guy he's like he, he you can tell he played a lot of sports growing up for sure because you you got to make you got to play a lot of sports to make that swing work yeah yeah, that, you, that's yeah, that's not taught. That's that's learned through coordination. Yes, that yeah. uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, what what did you think of the uh, the venue? Like, what did you think of you fantastic? Know, I mean, just uh, the weather was perfect. Weather was perfect. The people were out. The beers were cold and plenty. Uh, yeah, that it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, almost like a theater like setting. Um, that was super cool. I, I don't know if it was just because of the the crowds that we were just mentioning. But it seemed like it was an even better Ryder Cup venue than it was a PGA Championship, you know, major championship venue. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, that part of the country really loves their country. And it's not, it's not just Wisconsin and Michigan sure, and sure. Ohio and Minnesota. It's, it's not just there. But if I had to guess, I'd say 90, 90 to 95% of the, of the Patriots were from, you know, those surrounding states. Yeah, and absolutely. You wouldn't think those as big golf states. They're big golf states. Big golf states. I mean, they, their they, season is only seven months long, eight months long. They love them some golf. You got a lot more experience with golf in the Midwest than I do. I yeah. mean, I, I, that's the thing is like, 
we get a little spoiled out here in California, yeah, we do. right? You know, golf twelve months a year. We, we take, take it for, for granted. granted. These people are out here swinging, just getting swings in in the garage in February, come, just jonesing come, come for springtime. It's they, they they got that four months built up and just like, and they come running out of the gates. It's not all right. Well, I'll see you see you next Saturday. It's like we're playing tomorrow, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they love their golf, and I you love to see it. But getting back to the to the players and captains realizing how big it, 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 it's a huge waste if you don't capitalize on your home field advantage. Yeah. Got to get the crowd. You know, the Solheim Cup, they do a great job of getting the crowd going. Uh, I think they kind of took a page at, like, Furyk. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the most calm guys on tour. Getting the people going on the first tee. Yeah. That says a lot. That says a lot. Um, and it's, it's kind of – I think it's probably – Really important to them because they had such bad records team wise for that what twenty year stretch where they're horrible. Mm-hmm. So looking forward, I guarantee that's going to be a big priority of probably the vice captains. Yeah, to make sure that the players engage. The, the you know, Stricker had enough to do. Um, you know, as he said, if they offered, probably no, he'd, he'd you know decline. Um, but <laughs> yeah, huge home field advantage. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I know that was a really fun. That's uh, just a really fun golf tournament. Admittedly, that was uh, that was the weekend that I was in North Carolina for that wedding that I had mentioned uh, when I started to you know get strep. So yeah, I, me- I remember uh, it was nice because it was such a good. It, it allowed it. Basically, that tournament was so good, and it just put me on such a such a high that when the 49ers predictably blew it against the Packers that Sunday night. I felt nothing. It was great. Didn't care at all. Did not care at all. But that, that's just how good the Ryder Cup was. And that was uh, that was really, really enjoyable. Um, shoot, man. Do you, I mean, any other Ryder Cup thoughts? I mean, I, I, like I said, you know, we're a couple weeks late. But, I mean, it's just such a good golf tournament. I think this is one that people are going to be talking about for a, a really good long time. Bring on the team competitions. That was a lot of fun. I know, right? It's, uh, I mean, again, we, you know, we, we have a tendency where we can be repetitive on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but man, if there's any kind of a way to bring, it home. just dude, like bring, again, we know it's not going to be like that. That's that's the apex. Yeah. Like you can't expect to replicate that. No. But even elements of that to be more regularly incorporated into the professional golf calendar would yeah. be such a win. Be really cool, man. That would yep. be so awesome. Um, otherwise, you know, professional golf news. Other than that, uh. Max Homa won the, the the you know the local uh, the local PGA Tour uh, tournament here in Silverado recently. Did you get a chance to watch much of Max Homa's win? Not much, no. Um, I watched none of it. Yeah, just not really not much of it. But uh, good for Max. Seems like he's maybe coming into his own. Feel more comfortable getting around the, the leaderboard. Um, he likes California. Likes California a lot, as he should. Um, yeah, I mean this is the beginning of the season for me. Like I, I tell people, like probably don't get excited about regular tour events until hawaii it's, yeah. kind, of, it's kind of like the kickoff for me yeah for sure um you know then they get into the, the tournament champions is when i actually think the golf tournament or golf that's season kind of starts, starts. Yeah. yeah um so yeah it's i mean i'm still paying a little bit of attention but you got football you got the warriors opening tonight against the lake show so it's kind of that season where golf kind of takes the back seat oh big time understandably so you can't ma- you can't maintain that that momentum after the Ryder cup it's just uh, that you can't do it if we're talking about uh, other sports, you know, I know we yeah. are a golf podcast, but yeah. we we you know we also have the ability to you know to pivot and and, and cover other sports, you yeah. know. And so, given how recently this has taken place, 
I I, I got to get just for just for a minute or two. If you got to go yeah. longer, you know, I'm not going to stop you. But uh, I, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on the season that was from the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. Um, great year. I you know the the, the way that inning was going, it, it re- I think that the the bummer was when they called the the ball for a strike on Bryant and then he ended up striking out. That would have been runners on first and second no outs. That's huge in late in the ball game. It seemed like um, Chris Bryant was just getting absolutely hosed on the strike zone throughout that entire series. Like yeah, that was, more than any other player I can recall from the that strike series. zones were not consistent and, and a little bit wide off the corners, but hey, it's baseball. Um, you know, it's bad when there were some, you know, in games three, four and five, when you're like, man, I actually miss Angel Hernandez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least he's consistently <laughs> bad. Um, uh, yeah. The, the, the check swing, it's, 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 you always like, even when you're up in intramural games or, you know, I remember being in little league and, and both, both coaches having the meeting at the at home plate before the game starts where they're trying to get across like dear umpire please don't take the bat out of our kids hands like let don't 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 call that don't yeah. call that pitch seven inches off the plate that you've been calling in the past don't take like make them let them decide make them throw strikes let the kids put the bat the, you know the ball in play you never want to take that that's you know, i mean for on that stage to literally take that the bat out of out of the guy's hands is just, you know, it wasn't looking good, but you never know. That's why you, that's why you get all 27 outs. Exactly. And you know, that's the thing is like, you know, had, uh, had the umpire correctly called a yeah. no swing, you know, the giants chances of winning that ball game are what? 2% at best. Yeah. Not good. And they had pl- and what Kapler talked about. And I really, they had so many opportunities before that. That's where I kind of came down on it. So it's like well. they, they shot themselves in the foot and then that was kind of like the cherry on top. Yeah, but yeah, of course it's against the Dodgers, and I don't know. They were down five to two. I hope they're getting their butt kicked um, today to go down three zero by the Braves. But yeah, that's a horrible way to end the season. I mean, they overachieved by what thirty four games. They said they, they said they were going to win seventy five games. Yes, yeah. been predicted. So it's like, well, take those thirty four games and shove it. Thirty four games, which is also translates to yeah. what sixty eight games over five hundred. Yeah, you so. know, it's pretty. Yeah, they, Pretty I mean, wild. They, they played great. It was it was fun to watch them down the stretch. Um, did some guys step up that you didn't necessarily expect to, and the, the future is bright. They, they their farm system has been producing some guys. Joey Bart, maybe next year. I know they're going to try and bring back Posey if he if he doesn't retire for the twenty two mil. Um, but I think you're going to see some Joey Bart next year. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll just keep the momentum, keep it going forward. It was nice to be in the playoffs again and. There's not much better than playoff baseball. Yeah, I sure hope that uh, the the check swing that wasn't yeah doesn't. Uh, I know for Giants fans it won't, but for baseball yeah. at large, I really hope that the ending of that game because it seems like it is the case where that's what people are going to remember about that yeah. game in that series. Where I feel like the story really should be like, how fucking good is Logan Webb? Yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. Man, that guy is fun to watch, man. For a guy like yeah, he, I mean, he it was funny. Like, for a guy I, that just doesn't throw absolute gas, like you know, he, like you know, I, the, the the Pedros and the Lincecums when you watch him, like, how is that guy doing that? Yeah. You're just like, the, just, the guy shouldn't be. Able, but Logan Webb doesn't have that, and yet, and you're just like, I don't understand how he makes the baseball move like that. Yeah. He's a fun dude. He's to be watch. fun to watch moving forward for sure. Yeah, that was really good. I, admittedly, 
I actually didn't think the Gyros were going to win that series. Did, did, were, did you feel confident the Giants were going to win that series or ha- at least have a 50-50 chance of winning that yeah, series? I, I never did. I thought that, you know, we're going to have to do something special. But it's like, you know, John Alessandro said, it's really tough to beat money these days. I mean, it the, is. The, the Dodgers lineup just doesn't stop. Even even with Muncie. Even without Max Muncie. Yeah, even no. with Muncie and Scherzer, or, uh, Kershaw being out, it's tough to beat money. Well, that's the other thing, man. But like, the Braves are doing it right now. So, Max, go Braves. Mookie Betts is so good. Mookie Betts is really good at baseball. Mookie Betts is yeah. really good at baseball. Yeah, I know who who is the equivalent of Mookie Betts on the PGA Tour. Is there one? Is it Rory? When they're in the zone, probably Rory. The guy that yeah. just like just has everything and is super Maybe fun wrong. to watch. Wrong. Yeah. I mean, those guys are, I think, probably a step above right now. Morikawa if he's on. Yeah. 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 But those guys can overpower it, of course. Morikawa sure. kind of plots and dissects. Yeah. Man, yeah. Fun baseball season. Still going, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, but um, yeah. Now now we've got to transition our you know our attention to uh, yeah. to the hardwood, you know? I mean, yep. heck, watching the you know season premiere for uh, for the Warriors tonight, it's going to get yep. you revved up for some, some high-quality junior varsity action. I'll get the notepad out. Oh, yeah, I got to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is great. So, anyways, man, you know, all right, enough about uh, professional golf. You know, let's 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 turn uh, you know turn our attention a little more to the local scene and you yeah. know, really just us in particular. Um, outside of playing golf with uh, with Kaner last Friday, have you got a, a chance to play any other fun golf tournaments or good you know memorable was, rounds of golf that are worth sharing with everybody in the last uh, couple months? Two weekends ago, I got to go to um, Incline. We did the championship course at Incline and then Edgewood. Both courses were nice, as good as it gets condition wise. Um, just a treat, you know. Edgewood gets all the all the clout around the lake. Mm-hmm. If you get the chance to go play the championship course at Incline Village and you pass it up, I will track you down and hit you in the head with a tack hammer. Is it really that good? It's phenomenal, Kyle. I think it's I think it's the best course in the mountains. No shit. Yeah. Like you would rather play the championship champ, excuse me, the championship course at Incline over Edgewood. Yes. No shit. Yes. So what what makes the championship course at Incline as good as you, you... conditions layout um design? Really? There's not one there's not one kind of fill in hole at Incline. It's pretty awesome. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's high praise. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that a a Robert Trent Jones Senior? It is, course? I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Which you know, I do. I have found his courses to. The, I I I enjoy his courses more so than either of his children's uh, yeah. golf courses. So, yeah. man, well, that's yeah, that is really fascinating. Now, now, now it's. I mean, it was on my radar before, but now with with a statement like that, that it needs to be. No shit. Yeah. Wow. It's that good. No kidding. Now, not to be is the uh, is the other shorter course out there worth a play as well? The fr- the back nine was closed, so we were going to do the front nine twice, but it was busy. They kind of didn't block off enough tee times for the people that wanted to play the front nine twice. Okay, really fun, really entertaining mountain course. If you want to go play nine holes, do it. A lot of really fun tee shots. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so championship course at Incline must play. Yep. Edgewood obviously is supposed to be a must play. I know since I saw you last, mm-hmm. I was uh, scheduled to go to a bachelor party in South Lake and that bachelor party was scheduled for the weekend immediately after the massive fires that were going on up in Tahoe so the the bachelor party got redirected and gotcha. we pivoted to stay at the might I say outstandingly luxurious embassy suites in Monterey California where nice. we you know, where we enjoyed you know some some time down there got to play a little golf nothing nothing obviously you know as far as Monterey goes nothing you know yeah. super special but uh I was bummed man because I still 
in 33 years of being on this fucking wild ride, I've still never played Edgewood. You should, yeah. And it just seemed, it seemed, it's one of my biggest blind spots. The guy that we were supposed to go up there, who's, uh, whose bachelor party it was, maintains to this day that he, Edgewood is his single favorite golf course. It's good. It's a good track. In the world. And it, this guy's played like a lot of really good golf. So I'm yeah. kind of like, man, well, you really think it's that good? Like, it's, right. a, it's a good track. No doubt. Interesting. Yep. So a little bummed out that I wasn't able to go up and play uh, play up there, but you know t- you'll get there t- until next year. Yep, because exactly. I mean we're we're now getting to the point where we're you know about a, a week and a half away from October coming to a close. Pretty much every seasonal golf course, if it's not closed already, it doesn't really make it past there. doesn't make it past the uh, the end of October. Nope. So sounds like it's gonna have to wait until next year. Yep, back burner. Mm. Mm. I'll say any other uh, memorable rounds of golf or anything else going on in the last couple months to saw you last? No, not really. No, not really. Just no. Yeah, I, w- I wish I had you know something really good for you, but as I've mentioned, all, all, all I do is get sick and go to weddings. You know, I, I did, I did a, from it. Maybe it's not the worst thing that we haven't been potting on a weekly uh, basis, just because it, the build up. Yeah, oh, man. Just, uh, just looking forward to Bannon in what five weeks? What, that uh, I believe uh, I got a text from our boy Andy uh, this morning. Just said thirty nine days. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> perfect yeah it's into the it, you know every time i look at the counter work it's like ooh, we're getting close it's getting pretty close and uh yeah i am getting really pumped up for bandon this year i know that uh as i mentioned on here before that uh I'm, you know we're obviously going on our trip you know at the end of mm-hmm. uh november i'm putting together another trip which is actually you know obviously open there's a bunch of spots been filled already but i kind of have it just open to the public where if any listeners of this podcast perfect. that actually wanted to come and, and join us for for a few uh few days of golf at Bannon Dunes, that is, uh, that is readily available. We're actually going to nice. do a little sweet little two-man tourney up in, uh, in March. Sweet. Up at Bannon Dunes, which I'm very excited about. Uh, have, you ever, have you ever played in a, in a Calcutta before? No. No. So I'm putting together, you know, obviously this could, you know, I don't want to mess with anybody's amateur status up there. But I don't think anybody that's coming on this trip is really all that worried about no. it. But I got a big, I'm putting together a big old Calcutta auction for beforehand that I am pumped nice. to be officiating. Do, do you know how Calcutta works? No. So, I I think I've decided now for like a big group golf event. This is my new favorite gambling format, right. and you, you can actually play it with you know, the, the games that you actually play when you're you know on the golf course itself. Don't really matter. It's just so. But for this particular one, the Calcutta is for we're playing two man tournament for the first three days, right? And it's just uh, we're gonna do point based match play where you've got every. Every bracket has four teams in it, so you're going to play each team in your bracket once. Okay. Whatever team has the most points at the end of the three days wins their little flight, right? And so if you have a hole with a team, uh, you each get a point. If you win a hole, you get two points. If you lose a hole, you get zero points. Okay. And so you just accumulate points. So that, that's gotcha. very basic, you know. But the way that it works is before the tournament starts, the auctioneer, which will be played by yours truly, yeah. I will be going through and I will be auctioning off every team in the tournament. Where let's say you start the bidding at fifty bucks, and anybody can buy any team, right? So let's say me, and you know me and my partner, you know, are up for bid, and they yeah. say fifty bucks, and I'm like, well, I think we're gonna win, so I'll say fifty, and you come up there and say sixty, you know, seven, and let's say you end up winning. Okay. Now, with the money that you've put in the pot, if me and my partner end up winning our flight, you're the one that gets paid. Oh, nice. So basically, you, it's basically like. So a fantasy a, a sports little, draft. A little bit of per, a permutual wagering, but there's... Very much so. Okay, okay. Yeah, very, very much so. But like, if the, the thing is, if you end up buying my team, I can then come back and buy half a stake back from you. I, I have the right to at least buy a half stake back okay. from you cool. if I want to. And that way, if my me and my partner end up winning, 
then we would split the winnings we would get. And so nice. if there's, you know, four flights, um, which I think there's going to be, you know, each flight winner will take 20% of whatever the, the pot is. And then the extra 20%, um, at the end of it, we're going to do a horse race with all the flight winners oh, and a cool. wild card team. And then the extra 20% will go to the, the horse race winner. At nice. The end. That's sweet. So I'm, I, I, I was, I went to the, um, the, the link soul two man event that I went to last year. So 2020, uh, up a pronghorn, they did one, and I I walked away being like, "God damn it, that was fun." Nice. I, I I need to do that with uh with with my buddies. That one's gonna be really killer, really fun. So we got a big old, what was it? Paramutual betting? Par, paramutual. Paramutual betting. Yep. Is that so, so? Is that basically, basically the same thing? Basically the same thing, but I guess there's no bids. It's just there's you know before the tournament starts, you just make your wagers on your teams that you think are gonna do well. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, yeah. So, we're going to put, put together a big Calcutta for the Bannon trip in March, which is going to nice. be a lot of fun. And Sweet. then, um, yeah, as far as the, uh, the the Suave Golf trips go, yeah, we've got Bannon next year. I think we're going to try to put together a Pinehurst trip. Nice. It's going to yeah, be nice. Absolutely. Have you been to Pinehurst before? Never. Been close. Never to Pinehurst. Okay. Yeah. I, I also have never made it to Pinehurst myself. So, very looking forward to that. I think the following year be doing a big wisconsin trip nice i think we're gonna hit up sand valley and whistling straits after watching this Ryder cup it only seemed appropriate that seemed we needed very to go appropriate. need to head to the heartland you know and need to get it, uh, go get it done so a lot of a lot of tasty stuff on the horizon here oh, from the, on the golf trip perspective now i always you know hope and assume that you'll be able to join me for as many yeah. of these you know these journeys as possible what's yeah. uh what, what's the calendar looking like for you you said that uh next year's the 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 summer of Jess. <laughs> it's looking like it's going to be the summer of Jess, buddy. But I, I um, you, you you mentioned it uh, before we walked in, and I, I didn't want to ask you about it until we got on the pod. If I, I, is this something that's worth worth sharing with the with the people? Yeah. So just dealing with um, you know, the city of Santa Rosa at, at Bennett Valley Golf Course. Oh the, no, this is Bennett Valley related. This is Bennett Valley related. Oh so, no. So, so Bob's Bob's contract is is up. Turn on the cameras, people. All right. Yeah. This, but this this one's going up on the social. Actually, there's no cameras. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, he's, you know, the city wanted to extend him at least through the end of the year because they're dragging their feet and they're f- uh, extremely far behind in uh, the process of. You don't I, say. Yeah. So we've, <laughs> as, as we've touched on, but, uh, you know, Bob was sort of willing to stay through the end of the year. He had a couple of, of sort of requests, not even, uh, I guess you could say demands, but um, they weren't personal or financial. On his end, he just wanted the city to buy two new greens mowers that obviously he's not going to take with him when his contract's up. He just wants to do that for the golf course and the golfers. And um, I didn't see the specifics of the reply from Jen Santos from the city of Santa Rosa, but um, Bob, to paraphrase, didn't like her response. Oh. So um, it's a hard... June 30 stop date at Benavide Valley Golf Course. Whether the city gets their shit together and <laughs> identifies the consultant that's going to do the request for proposal, that will then put it out to bid for people to put a bid in on the project, um, on the lease moving forward, which, remind you, we're less than eight months away. It's not like an office building where people can be moved out on the 30th and new tenants can come in on the 1st. It's a golf course. There's... Uh, does the city know employee. that? <laughs> I don't Somebody think they, tells I don't, me they might. Not I don't. Know I that. don't think they do. There's you know the whole employee oh. thing and facilities and insurance and payroll and golf carts, maintenance equipment, which the city wants the new operator to to provide their own. Um, so that um, 
yeah, it's it's obviously if you look at it on a timeline and logistically, I don't think there's any way that there's continued operation with a seamless transition from Bob to the next operator or operators. I think operators is what they're probably realizing that they the road they have to go down, um, which sucks for the for the golfers, the employees, the everyone involved the longtime employees you know and now at least it, it's certain that we're not gonna be working for bob past june 30th they're not even close to identifying an operator yet so you got all these full-time employees that are literally just caught holding our you know what in the wind um so it's to the point where it's you know it's like okay, i'm not gonna plan on anything so i'm gonna i was talking about with jordan boris like it'd be let's let's do the ballpark thing let's go on a road trip let's let's go absolutely just dominate the midwest um you know maybe head down to to cabo for a month <laughs> you know get a little place all uh, our huffman uh you know maybe hit up san diego see bill blem not jared wilburn um but gonna have a lot of free time on my hands uh maybe like a yeah uh no unless something pop up you know headhunters hit me up uh you got something great you think i'd be great at uh you know i will consider but uh i think a little hiatus in the summer to go play some golf in the midwest and check out some ballparks would be a pretty cool thing so i've been wanting to do that for a long time it was something i talked about doing with my dad before he passed mm-hmm. so i you know and, and jordan is obviously full-time at the golf course maintenance so you know i think we might be in a position to treat ourselves a little bit so it sounds like a couple guys getting ready to make some lemonade yeah <laughs> so yeah the summer of jess uh july 1st we're looking forward to it zach team's birthday is gonna be the start of a beautiful summer hopefully okay well. so i gotta tell you man i'm like so conflicted here because on one hand there's the the part of the yeah. you know you actually getting to go out and enjoy yourself for an extended yeah. period of time for probably the first time really in your adult life yeah you know which i i would be so excited for you and i yeah. i know that you would uh you would not be struggling to enjoy yourself no on no. On, on, on on such a on, no. <laughs> on the journey that you've just uh you know i can have fun us. on a down 12 hours if you give me a down eight weeks or six weeks i can have a really good time. oh yeah yeah um but the Bennett valley part of it is just it's a bummer dude it's so frustrating because this is exactly what you and i and i didn't have can, been I, you know I, I, basically guessing yeah. about well i mean that's it's like to me it's just seemed so crazy that given how close we are to Bob's contract ending, that there's not already a plan in place. And to hear from you that not only is there not a pet plan in place, but they're still dragging their feet and there's yeah. still really no, it, um, still no transparency. Like that's all we've asked for. I feel like I kind of got the ball rolling on this thing with the group and, and kind of urging them to letting them know that we're watching, uh, not just as in place, but, as fans of Bennett Valley Golf Course. Yeah. Patrons, uh, longtime patrons. You know, I, I talked about the employees. I didn't even bring up, you know, we forget there's, you know, all these hundreds of annual members that are retired or are nearing retirement. This is their life. Yeah. These are They guys- live here based on the fact that they're going to do that three times a week. That's how they spend their time. Those guys play Blanet Valley more That's often how they than spend their time. any private club member plays their private club. That's how they spend their time and money. These people are retired or nearing retirement, and this is a huge factor into them staying here. 
for retirement? Well, no, they live in Santa Rosa partially. Or either moving here for retirement? They pay taxes and they live here because Santa Rosa provides such a fantastic recreational option to them as part of this community. That's part of the reason why they're the even lack, here to begin with. The lack of urgency and accountability by the city of Santa Rosa to let this happen, to let it get to this point, is like... I talk about it with a lot of people who I'm not going to mention because they wouldn't want me to mention their names. These are fireable offenses, Kyle. Yeah. 100%. Like if you're not doing if you're not doing your job, typically in most other settings, you get fired. Yeah. Or at least reprimanded. Fired. It's it's just like you, this is your job. And when you have admittedly said that you don't know what you're doing, that's probably a huge red flag. And I know that's why they're sending out all these studies and, you know, consultants, requests for consultants is because they don't know what they're doing. And if they do but something, they don't want their name stuck to it. That's what I mean. they don't you know, know what I mean? what, They don't know what they're doing, but they're also seemingly so unwilling to accept any help from the people that can give them all the answers. That that's what's so it, frustrating for me. Like, you have a resource in Bob and you and so many of the people that have basically made Bennett Valley their life. Yeah. Like, nobody knows more about this golf course and the way it's operated and run and the people. than Bob and you and Jordan. And, and you know, Donnie and, 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 Don, and like Jim. The, the guys that are there, like, all Santa Rosa has to do is just reach out, schedule a meeting, and ask. And the fact that that is is too much they turn it bob offered and they said no we're gonna go we're gonna put out the request for a consultant it's just like well that consultant's gonna be getting the info from us anyways so you might as well just go right to the horse's mouth and also and save the city thirty thousand dollars yeah well I guess, I guess this is the other thing that's just so confusing is i'm sorry there's so many things about this yeah, that are, that are kind of a, infuriating it brings and up it just, a lot of raw emotion and it, it gets you thinking like when you when you sit down and think about all of the actual different parties it affects like here's like I don't want I don't mean to get political at all. I don't mean to get political. But like cities need to start putting their residents first. How dare you? <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> what I mean you've got you you've gotta, you? gotta put to your, you have to put your residents first. It's like <sighs> my God. It's so frustrating because I'm so close to it, but then there's this perception and this now ad hoc committee and the, oh, you know, things are moving not Better than better than we, we we thought on the timetable. It's like, oh my god. It's like this is not, this is not a, a gym changing ownership. This is not, like I said, an office building. You know, something where there's a lot of turnover. Golf courses don't turn over. No. Okay. No. Like, <laughs> and the fact that I it's going to be not, not without closing. The fact that it's going to yeah. be in the middle of the golf season. Yeah. So, all right, here's – so, obviously, Bennett Valley Golf Course has an incredible amount of support from its community, right? Yeah. And that, that was proved in the spring with the, the Save Bennett yeah. Valley group yeah. where you – I don't even know how many thousands of people you had rallying around to prevent this $150,000 study, which yeah. was obviously awful. You know, it was a waste of the people time. But, but what, what's odd to me is that the situation where it stands now, which you've just shared with me, yeah. this is now officially – much more serious than spending $150,000 on a study when the city gladly pisses away that kind of money all the time. Yeah. And if the community got that fired up about $150,000 study in the spring, 
what needs to happen to get everybody back in the fold to and make something like, happen or is it where i i, I, don't, like, I don't i don't know. i don't know what i don't know like i i don't understand the lack of urgency because it's not like they can have their city parks maintenance guys like they don't know how to mow greens you know what i mean like there's a lot to that there yes a there's, lot a lot there's a lot to that sure they can mow the fairways and tees and stuff like that but they've already admitted that they couldn't even maintain the outside of legends because they're so, you know, sp- spread so thin with maintenance people. It's just, and then the fact that, like, they don't understand all of the intangibles. The insurance, the equipment, golf carts. Okay, yeah, we'll have someone from Parks and Rec sitting in there, and the, the, they'll collect money. Who's going to set up that account? Who's going to set up that credit card processing? Who's going to do the marketing? Who's going to work? Who's going to work? Fair question. Where are you going to get the employees? Where are you going to get the golf carts? You think Yamaha is going to lease you golf course for six months? Do you think they're? Do you think they're going to let you? Seriously, there's so much My that goes into this. Guess is no, they won't. Who's going to know what kind of sand order? But they have no idea. It sounds like you know what I mean. Yeah. Who's, who's going to do? Who's going to? Who's going to do the fall aeration? Right, like they mm. don't get it, Kyle. They don't get it. So I I know that even though you were kind of sharing about you know obviously the summer of Jess is a you know could could be could be a thing and would be mm-hmm. like we said you know making making right lemonade now out it's, of lemons. it's a hypothetical but a, re- a really good one um I'm I'm still gonna hold out hope that maybe there is a way it's not gonna be because the city decides to have it yeah if I'm gonna hold out hope that somehow some way there is enough activism in our community yeah to basically put the cities back up against a wall and say you need to make this happen or shit's going down I, now, but i don't I, exactly looking know looking at it from a from a a problem solving point like i think they would have to make like myself and a couple other pro shop guys and then the main is like temporary city employees right it's already the maintenance equipment that's already the city of santa rosa's mm-hmm. okay so that's in place but then they would have to negotiate like a, a short-term lease on the golf carts okay but there's no way they could do it without making us part-time city employees. And then moving forward, if there's still going to be no one that, at the city that knows how to deal with golf course operations, there almost needs to be a position created as a liaison between the next operator or operators and the city of Santa Rosa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because right now, that's what's missing. Rich Hovden and Mark Richardson, they understood how the, op- the day-to-day operations were, and they actually met with the operator. They actually met with the now, operator. I'm assuming those gentlemen have retired. Retired. Okay. They actually met with Bob and, what, what, and, and what, were what, out at the golf course. What, they what played was their, the golf course. What was their position in the city of Santa Rosa? Do you Assistant know? city manager and director of Parks and Rec. Okay. So that was literally their job. Yeah. Okay. That was their job. So they played the golf course. They were out there. The communication was fluid. It was persistent. It was uh, on a weekly basis. The doors were open. Bob said, hey, we need this. They looked at it. They agreed. They got what the golf course needed. Bob has never been selfish in doing stuff for the golf course. Sure. Okay. And for for him to try and move on, he didn't ask for more money. He didn't ask for, ask for perks. He didn't ask for retirement. He asked for two new greensmores for the golf course. That would that then he's still, not gonna, that would still be property of that the would city. Still be, that it's would, not like he's going to take them with him. So I, I just don't know. Like It's like they don't want help. It's clearly evident now that they don't want help, which is alarming to me. That's alarming to me. Is they don't want help from the best kind of help. Do you think this is... And they're not putting their citizens and their residents and their patrons first. 
Do you That's think, what really bugs me. Do you think the worst case scenario and kind of the, the thing that we've been hoping wasn't the case all along and that they're just trying to drag their heels enough where the course closes, the community doesn't rally around it, and you know enough time goes by where they're just like, yeah, the golf course is actually just closed indefinitely, and then they repurpose the, the land? I, do you, th- I, do you think, I think there's something the, I, there's, shady like that at play? There, I, I would hate to think that, but deep down, all of these kind of signs are kind of leading to that. I mean, that's what I mean. It, it, it just because it's, like, it's like for someone that doesn't want help from people that can really help, that's that's a bad sign to me. It's just that's a big red flag. What you're sharing with me is just so irresponsible yeah. on on the part of the city that you you have to just assume that people who have been put in these positions of power are at least competent. You know, and the, at doing the, the job they're supposed to do. Their response is, well, we, you know, we're going to drag it out. We don't want to make a rash decision. We let you know three or four years ago that this was going to be a decision that needed to be way out in front. Oddly enough, they've now put themselves in a position where in order to save this golf course, they're going to be forced to make a rash decision yes. because they've been dragging their heels for so yes, long. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. All right, so then my question to you is, so it sounds to me like I would like to, me personally, I am going to reach out to the current assistant city manager and the current director of Parks and Recreation because it sounds to me like, you know, the previous guys. Jason Nutt and Jen Santos, yeah. So it sounds to me like those are the people that are kind of controlling the process Them of this and right this, now. Th- they definitely are. They're driving the bus. They've kind of in- in- included this ad hoc committee put together of community members basically from the Save, Save Benavale Golf Course group. Some experience there. All nice people. I'm sure they bring a lot to the table, but when it comes down to it, they're not the ones making the decision. No. Okay? So it's, 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 I, I love that they're doing that and they're getting involved and they're doing their best to their ability to kind of save this thing and get it back on track, but it's going down a dark road. I feel like that committee needs We're some, running out needs some actual ass kickers in there that are like, have the facts. It, it, just, have, it's, it needs accountability and yeah. it, it needs like, like, oh, it's looking, you know, the timeline's looking better. I read this email and I'm like, how is, how is it looking better? We haven't even put a bid out. Like they realize once it's not like these operators right these these companies mm-hmm. it's not like they just have um, a loose 12 guys or maintenance that are getting ready to move to Santa Rosa mm-hmm. on top of the shop guys and outside service guys okay the city wants them to buy their own equipment i got news for you that equipment is not inexpensive also do they know how much people in the golf industry fucking make <laughs> People don't work in golf because it's a lucrative place to be, you know, to work in. People work in the golf industry the just because they love the golf. The fortunate make a good living. The rest of us, no. We and do the, it because we and, love and, and golf. That and those of us that don't make a lot of money stay there in hopes to one day get promoted to where we can make a little bit of money and then have the opportunity to make a decent living. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of people like me who got into the start. Oh, this is gonna be great. And then two years in, it's like, wait, I'm still making minimum wage. My hours are god awful, but I love golf. Is it worth the free golf? And I don't even play Benavale Golf Course. Okay, so it's not for the free golf. Okay, it is not. I do it because it's literally been my home away from home. I love everyone at the course. I love the people I work with. I've literally been working there since 1999. So it is uh, as yeah, the uh, as as the Gen Zers would say. Oh, dude, you've been out there since the late 1900s. That's crazy. Yeah. So, like, I talked to Tower Team today, and you know, I'm texting these guys like Summer Jess, it's coming. And Tower called, and then we're busy, and I called him back. He's like, sorry, man. He's like, that's got to be a kick to the you-know-what. I'm like, yeah. yeah, dude, it really is. Like, I was hoping for a much better scenario to come through the through the electronic, electronic mail pipeline, but it's just looking dire. It's looking – I've held on for so long just because I, I, wanted I, wanted, I wanted to be Bob. I wanted to be the operator. I feel like I'm capable. 
I feel like I put my time in. I have the wherewithal. I have the drive. I have the, I have the passion. I care about the golfers. I care about our residents, our patrons. But it's it's becoming abundantly more evident that that's just not going to be an option, um, especially with the city wanting one operator. Which is so wild because like Bennett Valley is one of those. It's one of those golf courses now where, and you don't find them that often, but it is a really successful, oh, yeah. very popular, Wildly public popular municipal golf course that isn't run by a golf management company. Yeah, that's why it has that hometown feel it. To has it has a hometown exactly. That's why we greet people by their first name. When when you I mean, don't get me wrong, like the the Troons and the yeah. Kempers and even the local guys like the Course Coast that are based out of Petaluma. Yeah. Like, you know, they for what they are, they do a nice job. A lot of times they're going into rehabilitate golf courses mm-hmm. that are struggling and they have a bunch of resources at their disposal where they actually have the tools to fix a otherwise broken operation and make it Okay. Now, granted, you walk in there and it feels a little sterile, yeah. right? Because you're, you're you're bringing in outside people to come mm-hmm. and like you know, fi- I mean, they're basically fancying themselves, you know, Dalton's and Roadhouse, you know, oh, for the golf industry, right? That that that's what a lot of times these golf course management companies are doing. They're coming in, you know, they're they're coolers, right? They're they're coming in to to you know, cool the place off, turn it around, and then obviously either stay the long term or then tan it off. Bennett Valley's not struggling. No, it's it's not struggling. And it's, Bennett Valley's perfect you know, as it is, and that's part of know. why the golfers love it so much, just as you were referring to. It's it's the hometown golf course. You greet everybody yeah. by name. Hey, you've been is, seeing is the Bob same here, people. Is Jim here? Is Mike here? Is, is Teed out on the course? I mean, you've been is seeing Donnie this, on the course? You know what I mean? Name another place it's, where you've seen the same people behind the counter and coming to pay for their green fee for the last four decades. Yeah, no, that's dude. It's, you just don't find that anywhere anymore. And for Santa Rosa to kind of just spit in the face of something that's that cool and yeah. unique not just among like just community recreation spaces but among golf specifically it's uh to me i find it offensive yeah it's fucked no, it, up yeah i do and, and pardon my friend it's, it, it, it's it's fucked up you know it's it's just we're all basically neighbors i see these people at restaurants bars grocery stores it, i don't big league them it's and they don't feel uncomfortable to not come up to me and talk to me if i don't rec- you know if I, if I don't see them first yeah you know what i mean it's we're it feels like it's it's a golf course with neighbors. Yeah, it, it really does. Yeah, um, you know, and the people go to the college and they come back and you start families and it's, hey, this is your kid. You know, I, I learned from Bob and now you're going to teach my kid and 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 Jim and this and that and it's just it's it's always had a family atmosphere mm-hmm. and it it kind of we kind of lost that family atmosphere when they built the Legends Building. Yeah, um, the old the old the old rusty the rusty putter, putter was, was one of a kind. It, it, so. But we, you know, we, we do our best to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we, all the employees have pretty much grown up here, and they know everyone. And uh, I don't whether, know about you, whether, whether it's outside or in the shop. Is it fair to say that both people sitting in this podcast studio's very first job was at the same exact place? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I turned fourteen years old. I was so excited to work. Yeah. And earn six dollars and twenty five cents an hour for my oh. for my labor. When I started; it was like three seventy five. Yeah, I I turned as an eighth grader at Herbert Slater Middle School. I turned fourteen that day. I went and filled out a work permit, turned in an application, and two days later, I got a call to come and interview and yeah. get a job as a ranger at Benavalle Golf Course. And oh, that's great. I you know, and that, that what's crazy is that story for me. That that's happened hundreds of times in this community. Literally hundreds, if not thousands, if not thousands. Like, and they're like. I know how much of a special bond I have with Bennett Valley, and I'm perfectly comfortable saying 
It's no, it's nothing like what you have with Bennett Valley. Yeah. And I know what I have. Like you said, just with the work permit thing, that's something that hundreds, if not thousands, of other people in this community oh, dude. have with that same golf I think, course. I think I personally know probably a couple hundred kids that work there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, right? there's, there's, I mean, over, from '99 to, to current, yeah, there's, dude, there's a ton of employees, and they all, they all, even when they, when they, you know, are done working there, they still consider that their their home away from home. Yeah, it's coming into the pro shop on saturday mornings hey greetings you know jim mike bob jim good to see you uh how are things how's the family how's work how's your parents mm-hmm. how's your grandpa doing mm-hmm. you know what i mean they don't understand the connections and ties and how how close the bennett valley community is um and it's not just bennett valley it's santa rosa it's sonoma county it's the greater north bay all these people all the all the relationships built you know, there's the the outside service groups who come maybe once a year, mm-hmm. and you remember the guy's name that runs the tournament. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's that it, you, probably three or four times a day. I'm not I'm not patting myself on the back or speaking to how good we are at maintaining relationships. It's like, wow, how'd you re- even with the mask on? How'd you know it was me? It's like I just got a good memory. Like I, you know, I'm constantly keeping the memory sharp. A lot of names come in and out of my mouth. And impressive. I'm shit with names. So so yeah, it's I'm just it's, you know, I'm it's impressed. That I think I think we. You know, customer service has kind of taken a backseat to probably efficiency and bottom line. Um, and I, 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 I kind of pride Bennett Valley on, on our customer service. Yeah. Um, whether it's helping someone who feels sick on the golf course, who maybe should have only played nine when it's 95 degrees, and dropping everything you're doing to grab two bottles of water and get out there as soon as you can and get them off the golf course, sit them in the pro shop in the AC, check on them call their family members by first name um examples like that i could go on and on about um so it's just the fact that it's looking like those relationships aren't going to be maintained and and the traditions of benavale golf course aren't going to be there even if there is a golf course again um it's not gonna have the same feel to it it's not hmm well, I'm sure that this, you know, assistant city manager and the director of parks right now have have have, 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 have listened to and are aware of all of these issues oh, and are tired. doing they're, everything in their power to make sure that they're this- tired of hearing from me. <laughs> I guarantee they don't. They don't. You know, I know they see my Facebook posts on the page of my own, but they don't. I don't think they like me. Honestly, man, I um, I'm just kicking some dust up. I, I I think that given what you've shared with me, and now that I'm finally, you know, my head's out of the sand, you know, metaphorically regarding yeah. this, but like also just because you know I've been. So, you know, caught up with family and stuff these last, yeah. like, month month plus. Um, I I am officially going to do everything in my power to not just raise awareness to this, to try to get the folks kind of putting a little bit more pressure on the city, but... Uh, I, think there's a, I think there's a lot of pressure being applied. I think it's just too late. Um, and, and you know, people do weird things when they're backed into a corner. When, you know, so when they, when, when they really... You know, I think the first of the year is when it's really going to hit. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, six months. But there needs to be some accountability, and someone needs to step up and and, and put the signals out there. Whether it's going to be bad for the course or good for the course, decisions need to be made. You can't just keep kicking the can down the hill. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> don't test these people, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've been proving us wrong for yeah. uh, for, for many, many months now already. Yeah. <sighs> well, I, uh, I, I think what's probably good for you and me to do is obviously we're going to try to be potting, yeah. uh, you know, on a much more frequent basis. I, I do uh, obviously potting with you. I've got talked to a couple uh, 
other guys that are you know uh, longstanding guests on the on mm-hmm. the podcast are going to be coming in here over you know next couple of weeks along with you. But I think we need to make sure we're we're touching base on this. Oh, if for not sure, every yeah. if not every couple of weeks from now Keep through next year to, possible, yeah, yeah to try to really at, I at the bare minimum we need to be getting this community as fired up as it was at the height of the hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars study be, thing. We can't be taking golf courses out of play. We need to be putting more golf. Well, what's what's crazy is like so again. Where are they going to go for, play? And I, I do slightly apologize yeah. to all the listeners of our podcast that don't live in the North Bay area mm-hmm. because I know a lot of this is probably kind of like what's going on. You you probably know about this purely based on this podcast. Yeah. Um. But to to go out a little more. So I know we obviously like I, I still play Bennett Valley more than any other golf course yeah. in this area. I mean I I am a men's club member out of Bodega. I recently joined Fountain Grove with my mm-hmm. wife um, because they've got stuff for the family, child care for the kids and stuff like that. It's not really for the golf, yeah. Um, but it's, it's nice there. But I don't know about what the status is at San Jose Golf and Country Club, but I just got a, a email from Fountain Grove saying they're officially sold out of memberships. Yeah. They're sold out. There's no. There's not a lot of inventory. There's no uh, more There's no more space coming out. So it's not like, you know, if Benna Valley closes down, and all, again, the, we, all, we, all the other golf courses are already packed. We've we've made this point on this podcast before, but where where are those fifty thousand rounds of golf going to go? Where are the residents going to go recreate? I, I I would love to know that answer. Are the from, city of Santa Rosa residents going to go spend their money in Petaluma? Are they going to spend their money in Runner Park? Uh, they can't. There's no <laughs> there's no room. There's no golf courses there that have any tee times available for those people. Oh, so you say it's kind of like a it's kind of a byproduct. Like dollars are going out of the town. When we should be putting dollars back into it. Oh, I, I see. That's a good point. Bingo. Didn't even think about that. Wait, I did. <sighs> see, uh, what's crazy to me is that for, again, now, now we're recycling talking points from past podcasts, but it's yeah. like, it's so, again, pardon my French, it's just so fucking obvious, obvious yeah. that a city like Santa Rosa that is m- largely tourism-based yeah. isn't, doesn't have a like a director of golf post within their recreation department is wild to me because not only do they need to keep Benna Valley open, this community desperately needs another golf course Yeah, because there's not enough inventory to satisfy the community that's here right now. Oh, I know. Um, which is, it it just makes what's going on with Benna Valley all the more frustrating. So for anybody who's listening to this podcast, who is, um, or, or would like to contribute to this, yeah. I, I, I I would love to for you to reach out. Uh, you know, you can find me and Jess on a variety of social media platforms. Yep. If you want to, I would love to hear from you. Write me an email, Kyle at golfguide.net. I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm giving you guys open, carte blanche, you know, Jess fill at, up my inbox, all right? Jess at benavallygolf.com. Um, Send them. Uh, and, and honestly, if you got, you know, with anything, I'd be more than happy to pass that along to, uh, the people in the city of Santa Rosa that yep. need to be aware of this kind of stuff, um, maybe just start peppering, peppering their phones and just leaving just so many they messages were, that they... The city, that's what we were doing in the beginning. And, uh, you know, the city kind of said, okay, we get it. But then I think they're, you know, I think we talked about maybe just kicking the can down the road. Yeah. The ultimate slow play. Fuck. Unfortunately. Well, this is a pretty cheery way to uh, wrap up the old pod, is it so, not? You know, we talked about Bannon, so we're getting <laughs> we're getting ready for Bannon. Um, I was with our, our buddy Jordan Schnur, and uh, you know he's working at uh, Barrel Brothers, you know just out just north of Santa Rosa. Yes, 
So he wants to sponsor uh, some beverages for our trip up there. God, I love the sound of that. Um, he, know, he knows you're a big IPA guy, uh, darker darker beer, if you will. Mm. And they also make a seltzer. Do they now? And he brought I was me, unaware of a Barrel Brothers seltzer. brought me over a four-pack. And they're big boys. They're 16 ounces. They're only 5% alcohol. A little bit more sugar than your typical seltzer. Okay. But the seedless watermelon seltzer that Barrel Brother makes is absolutely delicious. And so is the pineapple one. I am If you are a seltzer intrigued. guy. And you want to try a new seltzer? Barrel Brothers is the way to go. We usually go no free outs in this I podcast, but this yeah. is this is this is this. And is, he's gonna he's gonna hook us up for the trip. I think what I'm first of all, I'm very intrigued to yeah. sample all of these. Yes. Um, and second, it sounds to me like this needs to be the very last year that our buddy Jordan <laughs> isn't a part of our trip. I, he would he would love to. Yeah, I think it, it, it seems like that so, is a gross. Uh, you know, well, the, the fact that he hasn't been able to. So to, to, to jump because I mean he goes to Beneval or goes to Bannon the weekend before we do with yeah. uh, the other group from Santa Rosa that goes up yep. and uh, and so the I, demographics I, of our of our trip I think are a little bit more conducive to yes. uh, optimum fun having yes. uh, if, if you're someone like Jordan. So I, I was with him on the trip in in May to Bannon and uh, you know it's sunset it's probably eight o'clock so we're tallying scorecards at Lily Pond around nine o'clock. Jordan had had eight too many. Ate too many of everything. I think he would have been fine at seven, but eight, eight, eight. So he started to get into him. Yeah. He was stayed at the lodge, and any of those that have been abandoned geographically know where Lily Pond is in relation to the lodge. So out of Lily Pond, he could either go down the stairs to the left, or go, you know, like the like the the buses go all the way around to the right, and then and then back up the hill. Mm-hmm. So in his state, he saw a a lamp in the parking lot at the lodge, right at the corner of the parking lot, and he was like a moth. So, for those of you that know, <laughs> there is probably a, I want to say, from top to the bottom at the creek bed, 75 feet down. And yeah. it is, it's a gorge. People don't walk through there, but he be, he beelined it to grab our scorecard. Um, As I understand, when he finally made it through, he was completely soaked and made it to the other side. And there were some patrons leaving the restaurant using the walkway like they're supposed to. And as he's coming up from the bottom of the... Just saw this creature emerging from the abyss. Just a creature. In their words, you fucking scared the shit out of us, guy. We thought you were a fucking deer. Right? So he goes goes and gets the scorecard, makes it back, takes the stairs, the walkway, and I notice he's not wearing his glasses. Uh oh. And he's got that, no pun intended, deer in the headlight look. And I go, Where the fuck are your glasses? And he goes, Oh, fuck. I lost my glasses too? And I go, What else did you lose? He goes, My phone. So, so search party begins at like 9 30. Me, former officer of the law, Aaron Lynn, Ryan Murphy, and Matt Tamba. <laughs> Head out there. We procure a couple of flashlights from the uh, front desk at the lodge. They were very, very understanding. Um, this is the first time someone had tried to walk through the gorge. This that, is probably the first time there's ever been anybody highly remember, intoxicated. But on not the first time that flashlights have been required. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we start, and immediately we're, and he can't remember kind of which, there was like maybe four entry points that could have been, that could have made sense then. <laughs> 
So it's kind of like process of elimination. Like, no, even he wouldn't try to walk. He's like, no, it wasn't that way, man. It was, And he was wrong like three times. The, the place he said he didn't walk twice is where he ended up walking. So, and it was literally point A to point B from Lily Pond to his truck. We're like, okay, this makes the most out of it. Blocked out since. Aaron is a little bit more, Aaron and Murph were probably a little bit more athletic than me and Tamba. So they're the first ones down the hill. And they get about 15 steps down and it starts to get super steep. And Aaron goes, oh, 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 I got a phone. I got a phone. Barrel Brothers cover. And George is like, yes. He's like, do you see my glasses? So we're down there literally like pulley system, holding on to each other. Flashlights looking for a reflection on the ground in these glasses, right? And there is no. So we give it like 45 minutes, trying not to step on these things if we do, looking for them. And we're just like, dude, this is a morning thing. Glasses are with Bandon now. But some guy on the trip had contact lenses, was like the same astigmatism, same prescription. Or Tim Bogue was going to have to drive his truck home, and Tim Bogue was not happy. He was really happy that the contacts worked. Yeah. But then the next, he, he, he tried to play the next round with my glasses. Oh, boy. And he's all, this, I'll never forget this. Dude, I couldn't do it. It's, it's giving me a headache. I'm like, are you sure it's the glasses? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure it's the glasses, not the 33 <laughs> beverages you put in your stomach last night? But he goes, I think that they're giving me, and I go, are you sure they're the glasses? But, yeah, so. Jordan Schnur, uh, Barrel Brothers, going to hook us up for the trip. and uh, What a legend. We'll enjoy. They are good. good that drinks. is not only much appreciated. Jordan, if you're listening, man, we are. Uh, we have got a spot for you oh, yeah, on I mean, all future Bannon trips I with our like, group, my, bro- my bud. It, it's, like, uh, Bannon needs we, to. We know, need like you, a, man. Like, we need you. Like, it's too bad there's the golf course, Bannon Crossings, because be, like, Jordan's Crossing, like, Bannon Crossing, like, do not <laughs> enter. Like, do not. <laughs> like, just put up, like, a little, almost like a little fake fence. Just, like, do not enter here. Uh, but it's funny. So, fabulous. for those of you that next time you're up there, Look at the at the 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 building closest to Lily uh, uh, to the lodge, Lily Pond. I guess maybe I don't know what the room numbers are, but closest to the lodge, the last one on the left. If we're looking, if the lodge is on our left, and you know, the lake behind the Lily Pond is is straightforward. Mm-hmm. The lodge closest to the lodge. Stand there. I don't care if it's daytime or nighttime. But look at the line that he takes to walk toward the lodge. <laughs> Cross the road. Cross the road. There's there's about thirty foot of grass, and then it turns into like sand and dirt. Just just kind of look look down, <laughs> and then know that that's the route Jordan decided to take to get to his truck in the parking lot at the lodge, and then laugh your ass off. Do you think the glasses are still there? They have to be. No one's found them. <laughs> no no one no one takes that path. I'm surprised he didn't show up like bloodied from like walking through a gorse bush yeah, or something like, like that. He, dude, yeah, like so he's everything's wet. He did have a bloody elbow, but like I told him like I call that pretty good. Oh no, he did admit to like full on tumbling head over feet like three times. <laughs> and there was like the last three tumbles that got him down to the bottom into the creek. Excellent. He's like, I literally tumbled into the creek, that's how it stopped. And I was like, Oh my god. I'm like, You're so lucky you didn't break your neck, dude. <laughs> because no one would have found you. No. No, like if if you if you bump your head and you're going conscious, no one's gonna be like, oh, this makes sense. Right. He would walk down there. So let, let, let's be fair though. In twenty, wait, so we're twenty two years now of Bannon being a thing. It opened in yeah. nineteen ninety nine. He's ob- he's obviously can't 
be the first person to have ever taken that line <sighs> of walking, right? I mean, there's been enough people that have been completely blacked out at that golf resort where that, that Boy, has to know, have happened at least know. once before, right? Because there's like literally, there's literally like walking lights. There's walking lamps that direct you either left or right. <laughs> they try to keep people in the moth state. Yeah. The, w- without excuses Follow these lights instead of thinking point A to point B. Like, I I swear to God, when you see it when you see it in person, you're gonna fucking shit your pants. I think what's good. I think what I'm learning right now is that when we head up to to Bandon in 39 days from right now, if there's a group of us that get shit faced enough, there is gonna be a journey to see if we can find the glasses. Oh, that would be all time. That would be all time. I think I think you know weather permitting, that might end up being a thing. Oh God, one can hope. <laughs> and if we find them, we're leaving them in. The sprinkler box off 10 at Banadoons for Jordan to pick up next exactly. year when he goes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so uh, funny. Just, you guys are going to shit yourselves when you see this. Pick. Well, I got to tell you, man, that was a, that was a great recovery. That, that was, now, that is a phenomenal way to end the You pod. always end on a high note. That was, that was really good, brother. Yep. Um, well, I was going to say, any, anything else that uh, you want to touch on, my friend, before we put a wrap on this thing? This has been a, uh, a very looks passionate, like the ra- <laughs> informative, but also just looks such like a relief. Looks like the rain's coming, and I'm such a Samaritan, Kyle. You know the saying. Oh, why wouldn't I? Why didn't I just wait to wash my car? It, it, it rained. You've been went, waiting. Went and got my car washed today. Did you? Really? In hopes of rain. Oh, in hopes of rain. In hopes of rain. See, get a little mojo. I going. like that energy. Our, you know, you know, the, the California drought. It's nine bucks. Just get me back at some point. But I did pay the nine dollars to get my car washed. Which is which is a good thing. Now, yeah. this is the, this begs the question: Are you the type of guy that if you're got a really big game coming up for a team that you support? Mm-hmm. That you will gamble on the other team, so you will always have. Are you talking about the win-win? Yes. Uh, yeah, big fan. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm in. I'm in the same boat. Um, I was. Li- I made five live bets during the Dodgers games against the Giants, and let's just say. <laughs> 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 you didn't come out of the series uh, completely empty-handed, is what you're saying. Uh, win-win, fab- buddy. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, on that note, I think this podcast was a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. I, this, this was a great man. It was really nice to be back. Uh, Good to be back in the dojo, my back friend. Back in the dojo with you. You know, I, I got to say, it's been nice. Been sipping on this uh, this Podney Strong, oh, you pod, know, Podney uh, Strong vineyards ca- cab that we've got here. This is this has been very nice. T- Tuesday evening crush. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, saying, I'm very excited to, to clank glasses <laughs> once again yeah. in, in, in the upcoming weeks, man. This you is uh, this is fabulous. Well, boat. Thank you very much, brother. Pleasure as always. And uh, uh, to all of you listening, thank you so much for sticking with us for this long. This was a yeah. little bit of a, a meaty. Yeah. lengthy you know uh podcast to come back to but it was it was very therapeutic i think it's the, the correct word for, for us and we hope absolutely just bouncing ideas off each other i mean these walls could talk it, it uh good for us and hopefully very good for you guys as well so uh until next time everybody adios adios, adios.